everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Don't Worry, It's Confidential. <sighs> Do I sound rested? <laughs> Probably not. Because, yes, I took a week off. Yes, I was on vacation, but rest wasn't really a big part of that vacation. A lot of running around, a lot of doing different things. I got to swim in the ocean in the Hamptons, which was amazing. Ate a lot of really yummy food. Staying up a little late. It was a lot of fun, though. Definitely worth it. Yeah, but you know, getting back to work, always tough. It's Wednesday, so I'm really leaving this last minute, this intro recording, because I had to edit yesterday, and here we are. But yeah, vacation was great. I hope everybody had a great week off. I mean, probably you didn't take the week off, but... A great week off of my voice. Yeah, what else can I tell you? That feels like enough. This episode's a little bit longer, so let's keep the intro nice and short. I'm very excited about it. It's a good one. It's all about creativity, starting new things, starting projects that are just more entrepreneurial outside of just like nine to five job uh, side hustles. And yeah, this person that I had on is really good at this. They've done it many, many times. They've tried many different projects and are continuing to do side hustles. And I think it's super inspirational and very interesting to hear kind of their mentality surrounding it. It was cool for me personally to hear more about it, ask questions that I've been wondering. Yeah, just because obviously I've started this little side hustle and it's cool to, to talk to people about it. And I know that a lot of friends have either started things or are interested in potentially starting things. And I think it's a cool thing to learn more about. We talked about creative blocks, feeling pressure or uh, comparisons when it comes to this type of thing. We also talked about taking breaks and making sure we don't burn out and yeah, a lot of other stuff. I hope that you all enjoy listening to the episode. I hope you get something out of it. And as usual, as always, Please rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts and follow me on Instagram at Don't Worry It's Confidential and send me a DM if you enjoyed the episode and share with a friend if you feel like they might learn something from this. Love you all. Enjoy the episode. This guest is a very multifaceted person. We met nine years ago working at a kid's sports camp. And in those nine years, I've seen his competitive side, his artistic side his ability to be a leader and a boss, and his ability to dance all day at a music festival. Although we don't see each other a lot, when we see each other, it's like no time has passed. Welcome to the podcast. Wow, that was awesome. Has it been <laughs> nine years? Yeah. That's a long time. Well, very cool. Very excited to be here. Excited to have this conversation. And thank you for the kind words on my dancing, because yeah. most would, would not necessarily put that in the intro. So I love that. <laughs> It's notable for sure. <laughs> love it. Love it. All right. So the get to know you questions. I know this one will be particularly hard for you. So what genre of music could you not live without if you had to pick one? That is a hard one. Um, and as someone who's going to try to reduce my ums, then that was not a great start. But <laughs> I would say that it's probably indie rock because it's a bit of a like umbrella term for a lot of different types of rock. I listen to a lot of rap music, but I, mm -hmm. if I didn't have rap music in my life, I would still probably move on. But yeah, I think indie rock is definitely up there probably because I've been listening to it a lot lately. And that's what I was listening to when I got groceries this morning. 
I love that. Yeah. I, I thought maybe it would be rap, but then I could see the indie rock coming up. Hey, I mean, like, I, I will be a less happy person without rap, but I will be won't miserable <laughs> without, without hearing. I think also I love the sound, like I love live music and the sound of a band. Mm-hmm. So losing that would, would be tough. Okay. The weird one. <laughs> if you had to eat one typical kid's menu item for the rest of your life, what would it be? Probably be chicken fingers because chicken fingers are incredible. I would ask if burritos could be considered a children's food. Probably not, because I don't think I started eating burritos as a (laughs) child. But that is like my go-to food of like the one thing, if you could only eat one food for the rest of your life. But otherwise, it would be chicken fingers. Unfortunately, I would not be the healthiest person at that after probably a little while with that, but I would be the happiest person. Okay. Good one. And then if you could have dinner with any person dead or alive, who would it be? A classic. I feel like my answer changes for this a lot, but it would probably be in my head. I'm, I'm thinking Kanye West and I know that's not the right answer. And I know I don't agree <laughs> with myself in that answer, but I'm just going to put that forward probably because we're still waiting on this album. And the first question I would ask him is Kanye, where's the album? But I feel like he has a really interesting life to dissect. He would probably be a miserable person to actually have a conversation with because you would never get conclusive answers. But I'd ask him about his life. I'd ask him about music. I'd ask him about fashion. I'd ask him about this whole episode he had with Trump, which I do not agree with, but it was very important in his life. And then I would close the conversation and the dinner again with where's the album. Um, so let's go with Kanye West. And if you ask me again next week, it will hopefully not be the same answer. (laughs) I love it. So yeah, getting into the topic, I feel like we're at a moment in time right now where there's just a lot more conversations about doing things in the creative realm and being uh, more entrepreneurial and in like kind of having either an alternative career path or like a side hustle kind of thing. And I think you're the person that comes to mind right away in my life who has from when I've known you, just been doing different things all the time, been trying out new uh, projects, new creative endeavors. And I think it's awesome. And so I would love to pick your brain and sort of talk about where that started for you and get any tips and tricks that you've learned through your years of doing it. Yeah, totally. Well, again, I'm, it's cool to hear that I'm the one who comes to your mind mm-hmm. when you think about that, because there are so many people doing really awesome stuff. I think for me, I guess if I were to see where it started, it probably started with music. Um, That was kind of the first like creative thing that I really started to do more seriously. I always had an interest in like art and I was really into like street art and graffiti and stuff like that. But I think music was the first one where I started to like really think about it and obsess about it every single day. And, you know, I was taking lessons for guitar. I started a band with some friends. Um, And what I saw from music, which is kind of what I always draw as like the reason why I'm always trying to do a lot of things is that I started to meet a lot of people through music. There's like a really cool network that, you know, you become a part of as a musician as you, you know, play shows on bills with like other people as well, you know, having a band, 
with people that I didn't go to school with was cool because I started to meet their friend groups and then, you know, everything mm-hmm. would kind of mesh there. And as I would, you know, play shows, I was gigging at restaurants. So I would meet people that were just there for dinner or having drinks, <clears throat> excuse me. And that was super, super fun for me. And I think that as I kind of grew and continued to do music and then start to do other things, it's always been rooted in this idea of getting to know more people. Because as fun as it is for me, I really love kind of like learning about others and hearing their stories and kind of what inspired them. So that's really where it started. And I think today, you know, the things that I'm really trying to improve on as I kind of bring up these projects is not necessarily like hone in on a specific skill or craft, which is obviously important, but it's never really my main drive. It's often more of like, how do I make this something that I can get involved with other people on. Um, so I think, yeah, because the band really started that where it was like a collective of people that I was really involved with. And now like with these other things, I think um, that's kind of what's kept me going and, and driven me to keep doing these things. Mm, that's so cool to hear that. I feel like you kind of wonder where people's motivation comes from. So it's interesting to know that yeah, your motivation came from meeting new people, getting to know people in the industry. And I think that's part of the reason why I thought of you because I also know that you're not someone who's just like in their own lane and only sticking with one thing. You're always kind of learning from other people, trying to engage in conversations and, and get their knowledge. So it was almost like talking to you was going to give me that sort of avenue to all this other knowledge and understanding of what it's like to sort of be in creative and in different industries than the mainstream. Yeah, totally. I think like I've done so many different things and I will often start things and not finish them. And in my (laughs) mind, like that's totally okay. I don't ever think I'll be the best at any of these things that I start. And it's not really an interest of mine to be the best, Um, which I think gives me like satisfaction in knowing that I can take on more things and it puts less pressure on because these are like side projects as well. It's not my main career. I really like being in a position where I'm not always feeling such intense pressure to like keep pushing it. If I'm feeling burnout or anything like that, Mm. you know, it's just a side thing. I can pause if I want to, I can start it up later, but I know that like, you know, maybe I won't be the best musician or I'm not going to like, I don't have any aspirations of being a professional musician. I used to, but it's, I still love to play music and to, you know, network with people in the music space and go to shows with people and kind of see the joy that it brings to others as well. And that's for me, the really fun thing. So whether or not I'm the best at it doesn't matter whether or not I'm doing it today or next week, or I take a pause in the middle, doesn't matter. It's about when I want to, I know it's there and it's kind of an avenue that I can pursue again, just to kind of like connect with others. Mm, I, I really love that perspective. I think it's very different from maybe what we're told that you have to kind of stick with things and ride it out and grind until it works and sort mm-hmm. of having like less attachment to an idea and less attachment to like a specific project and seeing maybe the underlying reason for doing it lets you kind of have more, more freedom with your creativity and yeah. more, um, I guess makes it more long lasting than if you were just trying so hard at one specific thing. Yeah. Well, I think it's about realizing like why you're motivated to do that thing. And I think because like my motivation with music wasn't to be the best musician, it enabled me to kind of take, you know, a different approach Mm -hmm. than musicians. I do know that, you know, have the aspiration to be 
a you know professional musician where that is their career and like that is kind of sustaining their you know lifestyle which is amazing and in that case then yeah maybe you go all in on that one thing yeah. and i totally you know um applaud that and i think that's amazing and i think that that is required if that is what you want to do for the rest of your life um but i think once i kind of realized like hey like i enjoy music but not because i have this goal of being a professional musician but for all these other reasons then mm-hmm. it kind of allowed me to take a step back and and approach these things a little differently which made them a lot more fun and allowed me to kind of explore a bunch of different things as well because i realized hey i can do things and it doesn't have to mean that now this is going to be my career it's like i can just try things out and have fun with it yeah for sure i feel like you kind of mentioned before that like at one point you did want to be a musician how did you get from that point to then realizing like this is just something that i'm i'm into but it's not my aspiration it's not my goal to be a musician how did you get to mm-hmm. that point? So I, I think I started to learn more about what was actually involved in becoming a professional <laughs> musician and then saw certain aspects of the industry that didn't appeal to me as much as playing music. Because being a professional musician is not just being a really good musician. Mm-hmm. There is like a whole business side to it. There is, you know, all these different requirements of like touring and, you know, press and being on schedules to create different projects and albums and being, you know, potentially tied to labels and stuff like that. And I think that to me, that was a little less exciting. Mm. And I think again, because like, I just really like playing music for fun. I Mm. was like, I just want to play for fun. I don't really need to kind of take it that step further. There was a period of time where I was playing more regularly and I was working actively on creating music and I had management. And I think that's when I kind of saw like, I was really, really loving it. But at the same time, I was like, this is kind of the furthest I would ever want to take Mm -hmm. it. Because I think once I had other people, you know, setting goals for myself, um, it changed things. Like I had a couple people say like, hey man, like you might have to take a semester off school. And I was like, well, I probably can't do that. Mm -hmm. And I really like school. So I don't really want to do that either. Um, And also I think, you know, kind of back to what you're saying earlier, like my parents would have been like, hell no, you're not taking a semester (laughs) off school. But I think that, um, you know, it was this like early sensation of like, I'm in a band now when I'm playing shows and that's amazing. And I did start to make some money off it too, which was really cool. But I think that I like found this like happy medium and I was like, I can be happy here. I don't need to get signed to a record label and play tours. Not that I was good enough and not that I was even, you know, in, you know, the realm of possibilities. Hopefully it might've been, but it's not like I had, you know, labels hitting me up or anything, (laughs) but, um, you know, I think it was like, that was like, okay, this is fun now, but I also really enjoy all the other things in my life. And I know that if I want to keep going, I would have to give up those other things. I wouldn't be able to see my friends as much. I would have to, you know, not look at school in the same way. And I wouldn't be able to do all these other projects. And that wasn't worth it to me. Mm -hmm. And I, I, you know, was also talking to other people who had kind of made decisions like that. And I was looking at people that were older than me that were employed and still musicians. And I think I saw other people who had found that balance of being able to continue to pursue it in a way that still allowed them to you know, maintain their other aspects of their life that they really enjoyed. And I was like, that's kind of where I want to take it. I think that if I was a professional musician, I would probably not enjoy 
music as much anymore because I would look back and see all these other things that I'm missing out on, which again, like other people that are professional musicians don't mind as much. And that's great mm-hmm. for them. You know, people are, are different in that sense. Um, but that was kind of for me where I decided like, okay, like I'm happy here. Yeah. It seems like kind of putting yourself really in it at a certain point and kind of getting to that next level and then gaining knowledge on what it looked like and understanding like all the things that would have to change if you were to continue to pursue it. Mm-hmm. Once you had that knowledge, you were able to decide, okay, this isn't actually the part I like. The part I like is meeting different people, getting to talk to them and also playing the actual music. So then you were able to find yeah. avenues for you to do that without having to give up the other stuff that you like, which is awesome. Totally. Yeah. And if you were thinking about like, let's say someone listening is wanting to start something, is wanting to start a creative project, put themselves out there. What's some advice that you would give them? I would say just try it and don't set too many goals or boundaries for yourself. Just try to get into as much as possible and talk to other people that are doing that thing. People are are very kind of generous with their time. And I've noticed this a lot during COVID as well. Like everyone for the most part wants to see other people, you know, succeed. And if they're very passionate about something, it is exciting for them to see other people passionate about the same thing. So, you know, if you want to explore something, follow the people, you know, on social media that are doing that thing, you know, reach out to them, um, you know, try to meet them if you can pay attention to, you know, what's going on in that space and just really try to immerse yourself. And I think that's kind of, you know, what ultimately was like what had happened with me in music. And you'll kind of, you know, realize like, is this something that I like? Where do I want to take this? Um, Mm. And that, and you can really kind of get immersed in these things pretty quickly. Um, You know, I, I try my best to speak to people that are always, you know, much better than I am at all these different things, because I find that it helps me learn a lot. Um, And you know, I think you don't have to dive into these things by yourself. You can have advice from people and, and you can try things, but don't, you know, especially if it's just like a creative project or something on the side. Um, yeah. Don't feel held back. Like, you know, as much as they say, like everything's under a microscope now with like the internet and social media, like you can totally do stuff on your own as well. And, you know, you don't have to broadcast it and, you know, you can kind of do things at your own pace and, when you're ready to share it, you can share it if you ever want to share it. And if you don't, and that's totally cool as well. Yeah, I love that. I have so many different questions from that. I think kind of the main thing that, or the first thing that I want to touch on is when you are reaching out to people that can seem a lot, like very daunting to people, um, sure. especially the first time, or if they're completely in different industries, what's kind of a, a some advice for that? I think the first thing is be ready to receive a lot of rejection. Mm-hmm. And just be okay with that. Um, you know, I I work on projects that involve reaching out to people as like the main medium is like conversations. So, you know, I have a very high rate of no's or just never hearing back from people. And I think that, you know, maybe I guess to retract back on my earlier point a little bit, as much as people are generous with their time, people are busy as well. So you're not mm-hmm. always going to be able to get in touch with people. And that's okay. I think that like, you know, it's not always easy to, but you know, if you can try not to let that, you know, um, take away your motivation to continue to pursue this, this kind of stuff on your own. Um, so, you know, and then in that same vein, like just, just hit people up and, and just keep going. And if you get responses, great. And if you don't, that's okay. And, and, you know, find more people, um, 
you know, follow up with people, hit them up on Instagram, try to find an email. You know, there's a lot of different ways to get in touch with people. Um, and you know, if you can have those chats, then great. And, and if not, then that's okay as well. Um, you know, eventually I, I find that if you are persistent or if you, you know, stick with something, things always come full circle. And there have been a lot of people that I have never have been trying to get in touch with for, mm-hmm. you know, a year or longer. And then one day, you know, they hit you up having never seen any of your previous messages and like, Hey, this is really cool. Like, what's your story? And it's always like weird to get that, but that's just how things are. Sometimes you just got to go for it. Yeah. I mean, I, I love that. The fact that like, it's clear that you've reached out to so many people and that you get no's and that's okay. And that's just part of how it goes. And I guess a big thing is also having patience waiting and be persistent and, know that like a no doesn't mean anything about you. It's, it's just about like timing or just, yeah, that they're busy or whatever it is. And yeah, just having to keep trying and and not really letting those things like knock you down. And I think, yeah, being in like sales and stuff, I know my brothers talked to me about this stuff. It's like you, mm-hmm. you kind of learn to have thick skin with that kind of stuff and, yeah. and deal with it. But it's for a lot of people, it's really nerve wracking because it feels very personal. Oh, it's super hard. And especially like in the beginning, it's going to feel way harder and eventually, you know, you'll get used to it. You'll feel more comfortable reaching out and you'll also feel more comfortable with silence or receiving, you know, a, a no or a not right now. Mm-hmm. But I think the thing to remember is, you know, what you said really well is like, it's not a personal reflection on you. You know, if you hit someone up and say, hey, I love your painting. I'm trying to learn how to paint. Do you have time to talk? And they say, hey, not right now. It's not because <laughs> they are like, I hate you. I don't want anyone else in the world to paint. It's probably just because they're busy. So it's not a personal thing. Like, you know, if all of your friends were to message them the same thing, they would probably all get the same response as well. It has nothing to do with you. Mm -hmm. And also I would say like set or take time to also, you know, check in with how you're doing and how that outreach is going as well, because maybe your approach is one that can be improved on, or there are opportunities to, you know, kind of shake up what you're saying or, or the types of people you're reaching out to. It is kind of like a quantifiable thing in a sense. Yeah. You definitely don't have to make it that, but, you know, I've done this a lot in my outreach with people when I try to hit them up is like, Hey, maybe I'm messaging it. Maybe like messaging people on Friday nights is not the best time to do mm-hmm. it because they're out. And that's why they're not seeing my messages. Or maybe I shouldn't start by introducing myself, maybe I should start by giving them a compliment or something like that. So there's, you know, different ways to look at it as well. But the biggest thing is just patience and, you know, everything will, will kind of come as it does. Yeah, no, I think that's, that's really good advice. I guess kind of another question that I had from your initial explanation was just, I think people get caught up in wanting to have a really good idea and maybe have a calling to this area, to wanting to be creative, to wanting to be entrepreneurial. But don't have any idea where to start and are kind of just waiting. Okay. Once I come up with a really good idea, then I'll get out there. I guess, what would you say to that? So I actually had a call with someone yesterday. He works at this, this brand, they're based out of Montreal and Mm -hmm. he's like on the branding and marketing side. And so I, I was actually speaking with him about this and I think he shared some insight that I thought was really, really good. So I'm going to recycle what he said in a sense, which is nothing you create will ever be original. So don't let that stop you from creating. Mm. And essentially what he was saying was everything is inspired by something, whether you know it or not. 
So if you look at, you know, the car you drive or the shoes you're wearing or the furniture in your house or the art on your wall or the music that you're listening to, it's all been inspired by something else. Even like the very first song was inspired by, you know, sounds from nature and stuff like that. Yeah. I just made that up. I don't know if that's true, but <laughs> let's say it is. You know, good. So <laughs> the idea here is really like everything is inspired by something. Inspiration is everywhere. So the idea of you have to have your own original kind of idea or creation is really something where, you know, you will never actually have that. So instead of creating something original, create something that is your own, it mm. was what he said. And so, you know, the, the moment you can get around needing to be original and realize that it doesn't have to be original always, but it can be mine. I think that is a really encouraging place for people to create. And when people are so caught up with creating something that is their own, they often just like stay stagnant and they don't work. Mm. And they don't create. And I think that is the biggest problem with a lot of people is that, you know, everyone is always comparing everything. So a lot of people, you know, start something and then they say, oh, like it's going to get compared to that though. And people are going to think I stole that or I did that. And then they stop. Mm -hmm. And so I think that, you know, again, just kind of like make what you want and have fun with it. If you ever get to a point where it becomes your career, maybe you will start to have to play within certain boundaries of copyrights or trademarks or anything like that. But for the sake of what we're talking about, that's probably not going to matter. And so I think that, you know, it's really just about whenever you have an idea, just make something of that idea and don't worry about what it looks like or if it's similar to something else, just do that and then keep doing it and eventually if you grow consistency with that, it will become your own. And that will be the thing that inspires someone else's thing, which is also not original. So yeah. it doesn't really matter if you have your own idea or not. If you like something, just do it. Yeah. I love that. I think that's so true. It's that first step of feeling like, okay, I have something in my head, but I'm going to go out and search for everything that's kind of similar and make sure it's mm -hmm. different. It's like that really stops you from really letting yourself think about it, letting yourself go through that creative process of like mapping it out. And also in that process, like for me, when I just let myself map it out by myself without letting anyone else touch it, that was when I was able to sort of come up with good stuff and come up with different ideas and, mm -hmm. and see stuff that I, I hadn't seen before or that I hadn't like, I guess, since I hadn't searched for it, I hadn't seen it, but yeah. 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 I think, I think that's really good advice. I think there's also like, um, there are also people that kind of, you know, I listen to, to a bunch of great podcasts. One of them is this one, but <laughs> some other ones as well. And I often hear from people. And when I speak to people as well, like sometimes, you know, people get asked this question, like, you know, what are your inspirations or who are you inspired by? And a lot of people actually respond. I've been hearing this a lot more is like, a lot of people respond is like, so if I'm an artist, like who are your favorite artists? And they'll say, oh, I actually don't look at any other artists yeah. because I want to be completely original and I want everything to be mine and not to be, you know, inherently copying someone else. And I think that on one hand, sure. Okay. Like, you know, you want to have your own ideas, but I think it's also like, there's this kind of like dangerous thing that happens there where people neglect, you know, creative impulses because they have this fear of copying, which again, falls back on this like idea of comparison. So you totally. know, don't block out things that you enjoy and that you're exposed to just because you have this fear, 
If you're an artist, consume other art. It will make you a better artist. If you're a podcaster, listen to other podcasts, you know, think objectively and subjectively about kind of, you know, these different things and kind of take it all in. Yeah. Just don't close yourself out. And I, I think like ultimately you'll have more fun with it. For sure. I feel like I definitely like I've heard that as well on different podcasts and then sort of had hesitations when I hear like there's a podcast that's kind of similar to mine or a similar vibe. Then I'm like, okay, I'm not going to listen. But then I'm like, literally podcasting is talking about your life and what you've learned. So if you block yourself off of like learning more and living more, then you're not going to have content. So that's basically the same thing as any sort of field. And the more you're learning, the more you can pull the stuff that actually sticks with you and the stuff that applies to you. And stands out to you and then you can make it your own. Yeah. I think it's really easy for people to like pull this with like art, but if you put it objectively into like a different category, then it sounds like almost kind of ridiculous. It's like, let's think about math. Mm -hmm. Like, Oh, like I never learned math because I want to be the best, most creative mathematician. It's like, well, you don't know how to count. So you're never going to do that then. So that's probably a horrible example, but I think it's just a, you know, a nice way to end this off of saying like, in order to enjoy something and be successful with it, you have to consume that stuff. You can't sure. be a good chef if you don't eat food. If your pizza tastes like pizza that you had at another restaurant, that's okay. Like, it doesn't matter. It's still you know, delicious. Enjoy. It's still delicious. <laughs> just enjoy what you make. Perfect. So the next place I wanted to go was just to talk about that sort of barrier people have when starting new things and feeling nervous about what others will think about it or feeling embarrassed to share it on their own social media or whatever that is. And I'm wondering how you got past that for yourself. So I still think about everything before I post it and before I share it. I don't think that you can really ever get away from that completely but i i feel that every one of my answers is always just just do it and go for it Um, (laughs) but it really is kind of that in the sense of like you know if you post something that you are passionate about and like if you you know took the effort to create it and now you want to share it and i think that it really doesn't matter what other people think about it obviously you know everyone wants to have positive feedback negative feedback sucks Mm -hmm. but i think it's this idea of you know why are you posting it? And if you're posting it because you're proud of it and you're excited, then just post it. If you want to post it because you want validation and you want, you know, a certain amount of likes and comments and everything like that, then yeah, it might be a bit more difficult if you don't, you know, achieve that goal. So I I think that it's just about kind of going in with, I really like this. That's why I'm posting it. That should be the only reason you ever post anything. Mm -hmm. I often don't take my own advice on that, but like, (laughs) you know, in essence, that should be why you are posting things is because you're proud of it and you're happy with it, or it represents, you know, a moment that you really enjoyed. And so if you can get as close to that as possible as the reason why you're posting, then I think that it will become easier to not care about what other people are saying or how other people are reacting to it. I think this is difficult because you know, the idea of feedback and response and engagement rates and how many likes you're getting is very, very common, you know, as a conversation point in terms of social media and how it exists. And everyone is, you know, self-conscious about it, which is totally fair. And it's not an easy thing to get away from, but I think it's, again, kind of going back to think about why you're posting something. And if you're just genuinely happy about it, then it will be easier to not be upset if you don't get the feedback that you were looking for. 
or just don't look for feedback, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Don't set goals for people responding. Just post because you like it. You know, if you think about, I follow a lot of artists on social media that are like, you know, 50 or 60 years old. And I think about how they kind of like came up in a time where there was no social media. And now that there is social media, their feeds are like just random stuff all the time. Like they look mm-hmm. like your six-year-old parent who is posting stuff on Instagram has no idea how to use Instagram because they developed this sense of like not caring a long time ago. So like if we can get as close to that as possible, I think we're all going to be a lot happier. Again, easier said than done, but you know, just kind of share what you like and there will be people out there that see it and like it as well. And that, you know, that community will grow. Nobody downloads Instagram and then immediately gets a hundred thousand followers that takes time and people build it because they're sharing stuff that they like. Yeah. If you're proud of what you're posting, then, then that's all that matters. Yeah. No, I love that advice. Strive to be as close to the six-year-old parent as possible. Just be a six-year-old parent. That's all you you got to do. Never care about what anyone says. I know, honestly, that's the goal. But yeah, no, I also, I think it's important to kind of say like for people who are putting themselves out there and sharing, it's, it's important to have these kind of conversations and note that like we still care, you know, like I always care. Like, I'm like, Oh, what are people going to think? And like, I hesitate sometimes, but at the end of the day, yeah, I follow the same thing that you do. If it's something that I'm proud of, it's something that I care about. Like that's it. You know, that's the goal. That's the end goal. It's me putting it out there and just sharing it and, and not caring about the feedback. But yeah, yeah, I think it's it's good to kind of talk about that because if not, it's like, oh, they can do it because they're more confident, you know, versus like I can't because I'm not. And a lot of the time it's like not really that. It's just sort of doing it and choosing not to care as much as possible. Yeah, for sure. On my personal like Instagram, I've looked at kind of like the engagement rates and I know mm-hmm. exactly what gets more likes and what gets less likes. And I've made it like a goal of mine to just not care about that at all. And this is like a general trend on social media is like, if you post pictures of yourself, you usually get more likes. Yeah. And with all the things that I do, I often have all these things that are not of myself that I want to post about. It's like, oh, I made this, or I took this photo of someone else and Mm -hmm. I want to post these things on my feed. And I know like, okay, these are probably not going to get the same response from people. And I, I think that like, I've, luckily kind of gotten to a place where I'm comfortable with that now and I don't really mm-hmm. care and I just want to share that and I think that now I, I like feel a lot better about it but there was definitely a time where I was like do I share this I know it's not of me and it's about something I did are people gonna care or are they just following to see what you know I am literally doing with me in a photo mm-hmm. um But ultimately, like, again, like, I think like my whole thing that I really love is meeting others and being involved with other people and seeing what other people do. So I feel like now my feed kind of reflects that Mm -hmm. and that it's not so much about me and I enjoy it a lot more, but it takes time to kind of like learn those things about yourself as well. It doesn't happen overnight, you know? Yeah. At the end of the day, like social media is stupid. It doesn't really matter. So (laughs) have fun with what you're doing. And if you really don't like the way people are responding, then just stop posting. Who cares? It really, again, it doesn't matter. Just Mm -hmm. as long as you're making it and you're having fun and great. The posting at the end doesn't really, doesn't really matter. Yeah, no, for sure. For sure. We should all try and have that mentality more. I think it would be a lot better for our mental health. Yeah. We all just need to delete Instagram. I won't (laughs) do it. 
and probably no one listening. I won't it. start, but you guys but do. All, exactly. <laughs> but we all need to do it, but we yeah. just won't. We all need to also stop ordering from Amazon, but I'm still going to order from Amazon. Yeah, yeah. There are necessary evils in this world that I think will never go away, but yeah. uh, such is life. <laughs> it also is such an avenue for these like creative things, right? Like po- having these accounts totally. is the only way to sort of showcase like sometimes I'm like oh I'm gonna delete Instagram but then I'm like oh but I'm gonna have the Instagram for the podcast and then I'm like, yep. oh, okay never mind I won't do it. Yeah, so how no, do you exactly. I guess how do you handle having kind of business and personal mixed into one but in case in terms of social media and also just like having like side hustles that kind of may leak into your work day but then also may leak into your time that you're supposed to be like chilling and relaxing and having time off it's kind of tough I think the last thing you said of like bouncing, like when, you know, your downtime versus like side things, I find like the biggest problem that I have is because I've built up this comfortability of starting new things, whenever I get excited about them, I often take on way too much stuff. And um, I find that like, I have very little downtime. And so recently, like over the last couple of months, I've started to try to scale back a lot of the stuff I'm working on and really kind of think about what do I really, really enjoy doing? And what Mm -hmm. are things that I maybe just started as like kind of a random thing? And again, it doesn't mean I have to totally get rid of it completely, but just kind of thinking about how I'm allocating my time. And then some of these are more businesses than others. Like some generate, you know, an income for me and some don't, some are just for Mm -hmm. fun. So I, I, I think about that a little bit, but all of these are outside of my full-time job, which is my actual income. So I think as long as I still have my full-time job and I can afford to like pay my rent and to eat and to like, you know, go out with friends and stuff like that, then I don't need to take on this side project that gave me $200 and took away my time to like go have dinner. Mm -hmm. So I think it really is about kind of having those check-ins and really kind of like thinking about, what you're doing and and where you like spending your time and it's easy to get carried away but it's also fun to kind of scale back every now and then as well i do the same thing with my clothing every couple months i'm like i don't need any of this and it feels great to just donate it all yeah yeah i think that's so important and i think that's something that we should all kind of just get used to doing and kind of reflecting on what actually we like about it and what we really don't like and asking like, why do I feel like I need to do this? Why do I feel like I need to keep this standard that I set for myself that nobody else cares about? You know, you have to like take some time because we all put that kind of pressure on ourselves and, and feel like people will be disappointed or like, I'll be disappointed in myself if I don't meet it. But yeah, when you, when you sort of check back in and realize like, nah, I don't actually need to do this. No, totally. I I have this project that I run with a buddy of mine. And when we started it, we set this goal of like posting twice a week on social Mm -hmm. media for this project, because we had certain like engagement goals that we wanted to hit over X amount of time. And we got to a point where we were working like really, really hard. And I was like, I would finish, you know, my, my day job and I would immediately have like stuff to do. And then I would eat dinner and be like, Oh, I gotta, you know, keep working on this. And like, I really love just like, sitting at home and watching TV. And I like, wasn't doing that anymore. And so um, I think, you know, he and I had a conversation and we were like, Hey, like, do we really need to be posting twice a week? Like, does this following goal that we have, like actually matter? Like, okay, if we hit this goal, then what happens? Like, it's not like we have someone saying, we'll give you a big bag of money. If you hit this goal, it's just like, you know, why did we set this goal and why do we actually need to do this? 
And we kind of, so we scaled it back and we, we don't, we actually don't have like those posting goals anymore. We don't say like, this is how much we need to post. We, you know, try to keep up some sort of cadence, but we have to take, you know, days off or relate. We're, you know, okay with that now. And it makes, mm-hmm. it's a way more enjoyable project to have at this point. And things are still going well. So mm-hmm. I, I think that, again, like important to kind of reflect on these things and these goals that you set for yourself and think about why are these actually important? What purpose do they actually serve? And if they don't serve a purpose, but they're consuming your time, then, you know, scale them back. Yeah. I feel like goal setting is awesome in some ways, but at the same time, it's really tied to this idea. Like if I reach this goal, if I make those numbers, then maybe I'm successful. Right. And like, yeah. it, what is success? You know, you have to kind of define what each project or what, uh, each aspect of your life, like, when do I reach that success point? And like, it's not really anywhere you reach. And like, no, I don't know, I guess that's, how do you, how do you kind of quantify if your project that you've started or like whatever you're doing is successful or like successful to you? Yeah. So I think like we have two goals for this project. Actually, it's really only one. They kind of like batch together, which is that this project is, is rooted around meeting other people and exploring mm-hmm. other people, which again, kind of like falls back into, you know, all of these things that I've, that I've been doing. Yeah. And we set goals because we saw like, okay, having this following will give us access to these types of people because we know that, you know, in order to be taken seriously by certain people or to get responses, you know, we need to have this, you know, following or this reputation. And we set, you know, certain people at certain standards and we were like, those are the people we want. And like, that's how we're going to get it. And then I I think, so that was kind of what started all of these like goals. And then we realized like, okay, like, we don't need those people and we can potentially also get them without needing to achieve these things. We might have like, you know, not exactly identified what is really important here. So that's kind of, you know, why we scaled things back. I, I think that there will also be kind of like business goals in terms of like revenue and being able to monetize. Those things are obviously sometimes tied to more objective or like quantifiable numbers. So you do need those things. But, the, but then it goes back to kind of what I was saying earlier is like, neither of us have aspirations right now to make this our full-time job. So it doesn't really matter if we can get to a point where we can make a hundred dollars from it or not, because that's not the main reason why we're doing it. We're doing mm-hmm. it to continue to speak with new people and hear their stories and learn about them. So we can just continue to do that whenever we want. Maybe there are certain people we won't be able to tap into, but there's a a lot of really interesting people everywhere. So that was kind of, you know, where we kind of were looking at this. Yeah. I mean, I think for me, a big thing is kind of realizing like what's ego and what's like actual, like the actual impact or like the actual like reason for me to do this, like Uh with this project that I've started, it's like, for me, I wanted to have conversations with friends that are more vulnerable. I wanted to like have people have more conversations. I wanted people to feel less lonely and all these kinds of things. And then there's obviously like societal kind of pressures that make you feel like, okay, I should be more successful or, or this should work like, and mm-hmm. whatever that means. And like that often is tied to numbers and things like that. And I'm noticing for me, like when it was my ego kind of telling me like, okay, this is not doing well versus like actually listening to the feedback that I was getting, which was like the main goal that I set for myself. I was like, if one person tells me that this helped them, then like, 
I met my goals and like that's happened. But I think that sometimes we, once we meet our goals, we kind of minimize them. And at the same time, like, yeah, focus on the ones that aren't, aren't fully like the real goals instead focus on like, yeah, like those kind of ego goals and like those feelings Mm -hmm. of, of wanting to be perceived as successful. Yeah. I think it's this idea of like serving yourself and serving versus serving others. Mm. And I think this podcast does both for sure. And it can totally help others. And I think it's really eye-opening and that's the reason why I listen to it. But it's also like you're doing it because it's enjoyable for you. And that's kind of the most important thing. I think like when it becomes not enjoyable for you, it doesn't matter what it's doing for others. You know, you'll stop or Mm -hmm. hopefully stop. A lot of people don't stop, but (laughs) it's, you know, I think it's like, you kind of have to look out for yourself first. And so you know, and the same thing, like with, with our project, it was like, when it became not enjoyable, we were like, well, this isn't sustainable. So even if we're growing, this is not how I want to grow. And even if people are liking it, like I won't be able to keep doing this and serving these people. So you have to really think about, you know, yourself because in order to serve others, you have to serve yourself first. Totally. Totally. And it's like, kind of going against that whole culture, like that whole grind culture of just push hard and push past. And then like, you'll reach success. And like, it's instead looking inwardly and enjoying what you're doing in the moment and actually doing it for, for yourself and for the reasons you started it and making sure you keep that as like the main sort of reason. Yeah. A question for you. So like, have you, Mm -hmm. have you felt points of like burnout or exhaustion from the podcast where you're like, oh, I need to like get more people to talk with or like, oh, listenership was down. Like, you know, what am I doing wrong? Like, do you kind of, have you gone through those things over the last, you know, couple months that you've been doing this? Yeah. I mean, for sure. I feel like for me, the stuff that I really like is like what we're doing right now. I love that part. And I like I actually like the editing part, which was something that I really didn't mm-hmm. think that I would. And then there's other parts that feel like more of an effort to me. Like the Instagram part doesn't really feel like something I'm super passionate about, yeah. but it's like what we said earlier, you kind of need the Instagram to get the word out to remind people and stuff like that. And so mm-hmm. sometimes I've found myself being a little bit hard on myself in those, in those areas and being like, okay, I should be doing more. I need to like get provide content that people like really care about. And then it's, yeah, it's those moments of like reminding myself, like, okay, why am I doing this? Or like in terms of listenership, it's so like tempting to look at the numbers and like, see what's going on. And like, you can see when people stop the, like stop playing the podcast and being like, but it's again, like I'm reminding myself that this is something that I want to do because I like doing it. And because it's, interesting to me. And it's trying not to fixate on those things. I think it's very human to fixate on those things and want like that sort of praise, I guess, societal praise in some ways, um, Mm -hmm. or social praise from like people in your circle. Yeah. I guess I think everybody goes through it, especially when you're putting yourself out there. There's like, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Very, very tough. Yeah, I guess kind of the last sort of area I wanted to talk about was just sort of like creativity for you. And how you sustain that creativity, keep going in moments that you maybe aren't feeling it. And I guess you kind of mentioned like, sometimes you just take a little bit of a pause, but I think that's like a big thing is like people kind of feel nervous and entering this sort of field because they feel that pressure to like be on and, and deliver when maybe it's not the right time for them or they're not really feeling it. How have you sort of managed that as you've gone through your different projects? 
Yeah. So I went through like a really big period of this during COVID because I think that like everything was closed. You know, there was a lot of uncertainty about everything. And for a little while I was like, okay, like no one's doing anything. Should I do the same? Or, you know, like, what do I do? There was less out there. Everything was so fixated on the pandemic. And there was like a lot of distractions away from the stuff that I was, you know, typically consuming, like on the creative side. But then, you know, I think that people kind of like started to get out of that. And there was a lot of new stuff that was happening. Ultimately, I think a lot of people got super creative during the pandemic. Once they like got a little comfortable with the situation we were all in, I think people started to get more comfortable. They also had like, you know, people had more time. They were working from home and stuff like that. So that was really cool to see. And I think for me, again, it was really just talking to other people to kind of hear their stories. It was really helpful to kind of understand when I would speak with people that they were kind of feeling the same things that I was. Mm. We saw a lot of different creators posting about it and which was good too. I think people were like vocal about it, about saying like, yeah, like I felt burnout or I felt like I didn't really know what to do right now because of all this uncertainty in my life. So I think that was really helpful, just like speaking with people. And then I think, yeah, taking those pauses, like those healthy pauses is really, really important. Again, you know, if this is your professional career, that's sometimes a bit more difficult, but even, you know, professionals need those breaks as well. I think, you know, the biggest story of this is, you know, you look at like Simone Biles in the Olympics and her kind of taking that time. And that's super, super important. And you're, it's unfortunate that, you know, when you get to that level, you know, there's going to be criticism around it. I luckily didn't face that because no one really cares about what I'm doing. <laughs> but, you know, I, I think it's, it's still like, you know, you think about yourself like, oh, why am I not doing anything right now? Like, mm-hmm. or other people are doing something. It's this idea of like comparing yourself. So I think it's, it kind of went back to me just remembering like why I enjoyed to do these things was for myself. Yeah. And so if I was posting less about it, that was okay, but I was still trying to like do stuff. But yeah, really connecting with others was the biggest thing for me and kind of speaking to other people about what they were working on to help, you know, get new ideas. And I unfollowed and, you know, a bunch of pages that I realized I didn't care about anymore and followed new stuff and, you know, just tried to shake things up a little bit. And now I think, you know, I'm at the point where there's a lot of really cool stuff happening, but it was tough for a little while. Um, I think it was just like, you know, it's not always easy to get out of that funk, but it will happen. You know, yeah. it was like a long writer's block. <laughs> yeah. How are you feeling mentally when that was happening? It was like discouraging a little bit. I, I think that, you know, I had been working on so much stuff and I think when it started to slow down a little bit, like I had some projects that ended like large projects that ended kind of around that time. Mm -hmm. And I think at that point I was like, well, you know, that was kind of like my thing. And so now it's like, I don't have that anymore. What am, you know, what do I do now? And it was like hard to get excited and it was, you know, hard to, you know, think about new things. And I also felt myself like trying to force the next thing sometimes mm-hmm. where I was like, okay, I need to replace that thing that's ended with something new now, which was really tough Yeah, because I, like I started a bunch of different things 
and then only did them for like three weeks. And I was like, I actually don't like this at all. <laughs> and I like put so much time into these things, which was like tough. Cause I was like, Oh, I've like started these things. But I was like, why am I even doing this? So it was, yeah, it was, it was a tough feeling, I think. And, you know, I had a lot of chats with a lot of people and with my girlfriend and she was like, it doesn't really matter if you do these things or not. Like mm-hmm. no one's like, no one's paying you to do them. They're not, you know, checking up on you every day or anything like that. So like, you know, when you're ready, jump back into things, but like, you don't have to be that person all the time, I think. Mm-hmm. And that was like, that was a good realization because kind of, you know, you introed me as it, which was super cool to hear. It's like, as the guy with a lot of stuff going on. And I think that I kind of like was putting that pressure on myself to do that. And so when I didn't have a lot going on, I was like, well, then who I, who am I? It's yeah. like identity crisis and <laughs> in a sense. And then I was like, well, it doesn't matter. Like, I'll be that guy again when I want to be. And otherwise I'll just join everyone else who's just watching TV. And that's fun too. Yeah. No, I, I love so many things that you said there. I think it's so important to kind of have those moments that it's more difficult or that you don't want to do it anymore to sort of realize like, that's okay. Like it's okay not to do it. And I think those, those moments where your identity is really tied to a specific thing and that thing is gone is something that everybody faces, faces at one point in their life. And it's a difficult moment. It's kind of a redefining moment. And it's also cool to know that you can have many aspects of yourself. And just because you're not that all the time, like you said, it doesn't mean it's not who you are still. Yeah. I think for me, like a big reason why I wanted to start this was because I felt myself kind of not starting things for a while, you know, kind of staying stagnant in some ways. And I think like for a long time, part of my identity was like, okay, I'm going to pick up and move somewhere or like go on a cool trip or like do something really random. And that was kind of like my identity. And then when COVID hit, it was like so frozen. And so I was like, what am I, if I'm just doing like everyday sort of thing. So I was like, okay, let's start something different. And like, let's try that out. And it's definitely scary, but it's also cool to challenge like you, the way that you view yourself and try the things out and see if it fits and then go from there. And how are you feeling now that you've started it? Oh, you know, I mean, I'm feeling good. I feel feeling like good. It's, exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. fun. It, like you, I feel like it's like trying not to take things too seriously as well. It's like, yeah. it's cool to start and know that like, okay, I can start this and then start something else. But like doing that first starting thing is like, yeah, that's different from like what I've done before it was definitely scary. The beginning was fucking terrifying, but yeah. then it was like, now I'm like, okay, I do this and I do other things too. So it's cool. Yeah, exactly. It's always fun to have stuff on the side, but I think that it's also nice to know that you can put it down for, for a second and that's cool. Yeah. It doesn't go away. Yeah, exactly. I just had more questions for you about, Oh my God. I don't know if, if this is like, I don't want to, you know, flip this on, on you. If I don't no, know. Sure. Let's talk about it. All right. So I want to know, like, what's been the hardest part about being consistent with the podcast? Mm, I think university has really taught me to be very good with my time being like very productive and kind of scheduling myself out so that I can still have fun and like do it, grind really hard and then go out and like do whatever I want. 
But I think that's really hard when you also have a job. Yeah. (laughs) So I think that's been the hardest thing is kind of balancing like every aspect of life together and maintaining the things that actually made me want to start the podcast, which was like working on myself and like doing kind of extra courses to learn about myself or watching seminars or like spending time like being by myself and all these kinds of things that those are kind of the first ones that go for me Mm -hmm. um because friends and other stuff seems a little bit easier to keep keep my motivation for um so that's definitely been the hardest part since starting this balancing all those things together yeah i think that makes sense yeah i mean like every time like every time i'm working on the thing i'm working on and like you know i have conversations with people i think it's really exciting Mm-hmm. And I'm like re- reminded of like, oh, this is why I do it. Yes. But then it's like there, are, I think it's, I realize that there are going to be certain parts that I don't like as much. Like I don't love reaching out to people. And I was like talking about tips <laughs> on how to reach out to people. I don't love it. Like it's yeah. not the most fun thing ever. It's like finding people's contact information, like framing messages to them, not getting anything back, you know, within a short period of time. Like that part's not as fun. So yeah. I think like it's, like to keep up consistency, it gets hard. Cause I'm like, Oh, like, I know that if I, if I get the good parts consistently, I'm going to really love it. But in order to do that, I need to do the parts that are not as enjoyable. Um, and just, and then it's also like, you know, and whenever I hit the parts that are not as enjoyable, I'm like, what if I just scrap all this and I just like go have beers with friends instead. Yes. <laughs> but then it's like, right. And that sounds really good always. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it's this idea of like, okay, like, you know, I, I think, you know, I, I know I have to work for it, right? Like you can't, yeah. you, know, you can't just get the good parts without the tough parts sometimes, but it's not always, it's not always easy. I think like I have a, like I have a partner that I do, you know, my main thing with now, which, which I think is helpful as well. I think like surrounding yourself with people that are encouraging and, you know, supportive is really, really good because you know, there's people that you can speak with when you're feeling those like periods of less enthusiasm. So that's been good too. Um, but you know, it's just kind of like someone fun. And then I also know, like, you know, he and I are both aligned and that like, if we don't want to do it for a week, then we just don't. And that's okay. Yeah. Um, we try to do it, but <laughs> we don't always do it. And I think when we had that discussion about like, let's just post less, we're <laughs> like, can we just do this? Like, can you, can you just <laughs> post less? Mm-hmm. we did it we're like all right yeah apparently you can and it's like way better for my mental health so uh yeah, uh, yeah let's let's post less no it's so true it's, I I so feel everything that you're saying I feel like it's it's a long game and it's not about just like burning yourself out at the beginning um yeah I I don't know I mean for me it's been definitely like a learning curve so far but it's definitely been enjoyable and I think that's also something that's important to mention is that you can be passionate and love something, but at the same time, you can hate it right before you have to do it. Or like you can hate, like, like that happens to me with work all the time. It's like, I love my job, but it's like, I still on Sundays, I'm like, Oh God, no, I wish I didn't have to do this. So it's like, totally that, that happens with passion projects that happens with everything. And when you look at it, you know, at 50,000 feet, you're going to be like, I really like this. 
same thing with your job. And I feel the same way about my job too. I love my job, but there are days where I'm like, this sucks. I would literally rather be doing anything else. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully and no also, one from my company is listening. <laughs> yeah, I know. I said it. I was like, oh my yeah. God, whatever client yeah. hears. <laughs> it's anonymous. They don't even know who I am. Yeah. They don't know who you are. They know who yeah, I am. Exactly. But... <laughs> yeah, fair enough. That's true. But yeah, no, I also really like what you say about um, connecting with people and how it always comes back to that. I think that's so important. I feel like that's like a main reason of like having these conversations is like talking about the difficulties of like every aspect of life. And like the difficulties don't mean you don't do it and don't mean like it's not worth it, but it's still like it's good to talk about them and not feel lonely and like in that because sometimes it feels super lonely and it feels like other people have it easier. Yeah, for sure. I think it's also like if you, you know, the people you follow on social media that are successful and stuff like you never see, you never see the hard parts of like anyone, like any successful people. So then when you face hard hardships in your own stuff, that's when you like compare It's like, well, all I see from them is like amazing stuff, but all I really feel is like the hard stuff. So what am I doing wrong? Yeah. But you think about like, you know, behind the curtains, everyone's got their own stuff going on and you will never have success without, you know, going through difficult stuff. And so just because you don't see it with other people doesn't mean it's not happening. And, you know, for all, you know, they're looking at you in the same way. They're like, wow, like they're putting out awesome content and like, they look so great. And they don't know that, like, I wanted to just like curl up in a ball and take a nap before I created that content. And I really didn't want to create that content then. But you create it and it looks awesome. You're super stoked on it. It's fine. Totally. I feel like every single one of my clients comes with like a comparison. Every like every uh-huh. time we talk and they're like, I wish I like it, whether it's in school, whether it's in like social life, whether it's whatever. And yeah, I think it's like knowing that everybody does it and everybody struggles with it. And it's also like taking a step back and like removing social media, which is literally comparing machine and like also just yep. yeah, realizing like it's fine. And like, everybody has more stories than what we kind of want to hear or like what we do here. Yeah, totally. No, it's hard to share the hard stuff. So people just yeah. don't do it. No, I don't yeah. do it. <laughs> I didn't, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't talk about, you know, when I was feeling that like lull of creativity, like I, I wasn't, you know, posting about it. So, yeah. uh, you know, I talk about it now because I think it was a thing that happened and it led to, you know, good stuff in the end, but so like you don't post about it in the moment. Yeah. It's, it's hard to, and I, you know, maybe I wish I did, but yeah, it's okay. Yeah. I mean, I think that's so fair and it's also okay to keep some things close to you. Like Brene Brown, which I've talked about a couple of times, like she writes all about vulnerability. And like, she uh-huh. says that sometimes for her, like a boundary is talking about things once she's kind of figured them out, or at least is over the really, really low part. And that's kind of how she's, she's kept in this like space of sharing but also not sharing before she's ready to. And that's totally yeah. fine. And that's, that's okay for people to, to do that as well. All right. Well, final question. Cool. Yeah. If you wake up in a bad mood, if you're having a bad day, what's something that you do to make yourself feel better? I go for a run. I say that really quickly as if I'm like a Huge big runner. runner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I do run. I'm not like a runner every morning, but I, I, I really enjoy running for, for that to kind of like clear, clear my head. But I think just like exercise in general, I would just mm-hmm. feel better after I work out again, I'm not some super Jack buff dude that works out all the time, but I do feel good when I exercise. So I think that's, that's the thing for me. I'm also not a coffee drinker. 
So I often wake up tired and I'm like, well, I don't have an immediate solution for that. I might've just given up the anonymity just from that one thing. (laughs) People that know me well, but yeah, no, like I, I think running is running is a great way to just kind of like lock in on other things and Mm -hmm you know, when you finish your run, then maybe those things, you know, come back and then you can kind of think about them, but you have, you know, kind of a clearer head. I often wake up with something on my mind where I'm like, oh God, this is going to be brutal. And I'm like, all right, well, let me just go for a run for like 30 minutes and I'll deal with it then. Love that. I mean, definitely not my go-to, but I love hearing different, (laughs) different. Well, that's okay. I'm sure that a lot of other people's go-tos are definitely not going to be things I ever tried. Yeah, that's it. That's why we're gathering a lot of data. So everyone just can pick exactly. and choose what works for them. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm going to stop for say bye to everyone. Bye to everyone. Thanks so much <laughs> for listening. I hope some of this was maybe helpful. Maybe you start something new. Maybe you delete Instagram. Who knows? Who knows what you'll get from it? Yeah. They'll get but something. <laughs> hopefully. Go for a run or don't. Go for a run or chill. Nothing matters. Who cares? (laughs) All right. Goodbye. (laughs)